This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, Stephen here from Double Tap. It is Tuesday, it is the 12th of September 2023, and on today's show, everything we said we would do on yesterday's show. <laughs> You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? I am feeling. 100% energetic and positive today, Stephen oh. Scott. I feel we had the maybe maybe just a little touch of the Monday blues yesterday. Yeah. And we got just, just a little bit off track. But you know what? We're professionals. We're going to regroup. And today, we're going to be on it. Yeah, absolutely. And that comes to you direct from... Mr. F. Yeah, I got yes, in trouble yesterday. He wasn't happy so at all with that. He, he wasn't so, happy. So sorry. We're yeah. bad bad people. He, he gave me a call afterwards. He actually called me. And I know it's bad when he calls because he calls no one. No. And he said he actually wanted to speak. I mean, it was hard to hear him uh, from under the covers. But yes. when he... All uh, those bottles clanking. Well, well, that was difficult. Yeah, it's hard to hear. I'm like, please, could you try and come out of that slumber? And then I can understand this wrath that you are throwing in my general direction. And we got the tone of it. Basically, we're, we're, we're terrible. We're terrible, terrible people. And he yes. said, he mumbled something about Michael Babcock coming back. After that, I said, maybe you should get to bed, and I hung up the call. Haven't heard since, so I think we're okay. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Anyway, today we're, we're changing gear. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to be good. to it, Stephen. Hey, listen, this is a big, big day because it's the Apple Day. It's hey! the Apple Day. I don't have a jingle for that. Do I have a jingle for it? Mm, I don't really have anything really for that. Uh, there you go. That's the best I've got. Oh, that's incredibly poor. Can I, I just say, we shouldn't be this excited. This is a little bit unbalanced of us, Stephen Scott. Did we get this excited over the Samsung Unpacked event? No. And why would no. you? Well, because it's, it's just as valid. It's just as equal. I mean, it's new technology. We should be excited by it. Okay. All right. I'll do you a deal, right? If you get as excited about the Pixel event on October 4th. The Pixel A. Okay. Pixel 360 eight. leak already by Google. Oh, Thank what, you, Google. Why is it with Google, Google, right? They just tell you in advance what's happening. Just bring it forward. You, you don't have to leak They've it. Done it. It's fine. <laughs> I know. Anyway. I will say, though, actually, you know, you're saying that, but I am actually thinking about this uh, Pixel Watch 2 because they're talking about a new processor. Thank goodness, because the first one wasn't that great. So um, hopefully the second one <laughs> is a little bit better. I am excited about that, I have to say. That's probably the main thing I am. I, I think the thing with Pixel is, it's a bit like iPhone in that sense, the Pixel range. I've got the Pixel 6a. I think it's a brilliant phone. I, I honestly think it's a stunningly good phone. And yes. I know the pros that come out are obviously even better and are incredible. But I just, I think for most users... The Pixel is, you know, the A range is more than enough for oh, most absolutely. of us. I love the A range. I mean, the, the, the performance is just the same yeah. as, as their, um, I don't know what, more professional brothers, I suppose. But, um, I mean, it's, 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 it's the materials used, you know, a plastic yes. chassis. Honestly, I don't care. I honestly don't care. I think they're a bargain. Yeah, I know. I must say, I'm, I'm quite intrigued, though, to see what they're doing with Pixel. And I think, obviously, the conversation is going to focus a lot on AI. 
It feels like Google have got some catching up to do. I mean, I say this as we're going into an Apple event, and they really have got a lot of catching up to do because <laughs> they haven't yes. even mentioned it. They just kind of just keep saying, yeah, yes, it is. You can now ask at the time in French, you know, kind of thing. And that's really about it. But, you know, whatever everyone else has got, you know, OpenAI, ChatGPT integration all over the place. Even Amazon are working hard on it as well. I think we're going to see some big announcements later in the month as well from them around AI. I certainly hope so anyway, although some people seem to think it'll be in a year before we really see any of the true work that's been done. It's probably a year off for companies like Amazon, but not with Google because Google are on the case with this. I think the biggest issue that Google's had with but is it Bard? That's their one they call it, isn't it? Yes. Um, I think the biggest issue is these, what they call the hallucinations. Um, it seems to have been a lot worse for Google. And someone was saying, you know, why is this an issue for Google when it's not an issue for OpenAI? And yet both equally have hallucinations and hallucination problems. That is where the information it's getting is kind of almost fabricated. And I think the answer is because it means more to Google, right? Google is a respected brand. And so if it brings out a product hmm. that's just not giving, you know, OpenAI is still new to a lot of people, right? I mean, I know it's been around a long time and I get that, but most people don't know what OpenAI is. So, you know, for them, it's a case of, right, okay, this is new. This is, they're going to make mistakes. But Google has a proven track record when it comes to search. I mean, what do you say when you're searching for something online? Google it. Google it, Yeah. So, you know, it, it's become synonymous with search. So if it's not right, if, the, if a new product comes out and it's wrong or it's making mistakes, that's going to hit that company harder than it's going to, it's going to hurt, hurt anybody else. And so I think that's why when it comes to the, the Bard, it has to improve. Um, it's funny, though. Has, has anyone really come out? It seems like everyone's playing, you go first. Because yeah. you're right, AI is so impressive, but... It still makes mistakes, and the mistakes that it makes, because it's so impressive, um, you tend to go with. So, I mean, I suppose Bing are the the main ones that have actually come out and, and pushed AI as, yes, we are powered by AI, but no one's really come out and said, yes, this is our switch to AI, because uh, you know, people are worried, as you said, about damaging the brand. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's going to be a long time before, well, I don't know, maybe it'll be a year or so before we see... Google search being replaced by AI and the way, you know, Bing has just jumped right in. Like you're saying, you know, they've, they've just delved into it now. They've got a button on the app. You've got, you know, on the They're website. It's still separate though, right? You still have Bing search. You, you, and that's you right, Bing but, but, but it's there, but it's right there. It Whereas is. Google is a separate service for Bard. You go to google.com or whatever, you're still going to get the standard search function, right? So it's not changed to my understanding anyway. No. Um, so I, just, I don't know where that's going to go, but it'll be interesting to see how it all develops. But yeah, I am looking forward to the Apple event. But no, I have to say, I am also looking forward to the Google event. So I am being balanced on this one. Actually, well done, Sean you. Priest. Samsung, whatever. Now, let's talk about YouTube. <laughs> I tried. Speaking of uh, Google, actually, uh, let's talk about YouTube. Because yesterday on the show, and you know, basically Sean you know, took the conversation in a direction I can't even remember. Whoa. So we didn't get to this, unfortunately. Sorry, listeners, but... Uh, I can only blame Sean. Um, Fair enough. But <laughs> we were going to talk about YouTube yesterday, and uh, I personally, yes. I personally feel that it's not the most accessible platform in some ways. I find it a little bit more challenging than most. And um, I was so pleased to learn there is an app to solve the issue. And our good friend, Robin Christofferson, Lord Robin, 
of England. Uh, that is his official title. Uh, he, <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> he Only got in touch. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's the king of England. That is absolutely <laughs> true. He told me. Uh, no. But yes, uh, he is here with a fantastic recommendation for an app to help you access Windows more easily, or access YouTube, I should say, more easily on Windows. Hey guys, it's Robin here. We are going to look at a brilliant, brilliant YouTube downloader and player called Accessible YouTube Downloader Pro. And it is just that. It's truly accessible, but it's also easy to use if you just want to abandon the YouTube app or website altogether and you never want to watch an ad again. Now, I must stress that this is for downloading for personal use only. I personally use it for downloading um, the audio of GCN, that's the Global Cycling Network, videos from their channel on YouTube. And I just get the MP3s and I can use those when I'm doing my spin sessions. But yeah, it's just for personal use and you can get it from GitHub. The URL is complicated, but if you just search for accessible YouTube downloader pro, then you will find it. I think it's the first link uh, to download it from GitHub. So let's see. We've got it on the desktop here. Accessible YouTube downloader pro. And the installation progress is really accessible too. If I hit enter on that. Accessible YouTube Downloader Pro. Press the Alt key to go through the available options or use the tab key for quick access. Okay, so we've already got a brilliant message. So let's do what they say. Let's press the Alt key. Menu bar. Main menu. M. Main menu. And if I, I right arrow. About. A. System. Main menu. So um, there really is only the main menu. In the about, you've got help related stuff. But here in the main menu, if I arrow down. Main menu menu. Search in YouTube. Control plus F. S. Search for things on YouTube. Download YouTube link. Control plus D. D. Download the link. Play YouTube link. Control plus Y. P. Play the link. Favorite videos. Control plus Shift plus F. F. That's really important or really useful. Open downloading folder control plus P. O. And they've all got shortcuts as you can see. Settings dot 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 alt plus S. S. Settings. Exit control plus W. E. And exit. So let me hit escape. Menu bar. Main menu. M. And you might be thinking, what's the link that I'm talking about? Well, that's if you've already gone to YouTube and you've got a link uh, on the clipboard, ready to paste into somewhere. It can also auto grab links from the clipboard as we'll look at in a moment when we look in settings. But if I just tab leaving menus, press the alt search in YouTube control plus F button. So this is pretty much the same as we had in the main menu there. So this is the whole UI. You've got search in YouTube control F download YouTube link control plus D button. We'll look at that in a sec. Play YouTube link control plus Y button. Play a video. Favorite videos. Control plus shift plus F button. Favorite. Press the alt key. And we're back up to the top again. So we're not going to go and get a YouTube link, but if you had one, then you would go to the control plus D. Search in YouTube. Twice. Download YouTube link. I'll hit enter. Download. Download link. Colon edit. You would paste the link in here. And File type colon audio radio button checked. One of two. 
What's the file type that you want to download? For me, it's audio, but it could be... File type colon video radio button checked. Video. Two of two. That's two of two. I'll go back up to audio. File. T- and I'll tab again. File format colon combo box. MP3. Two of two. And we've got two video uh, audio formats here. M for a. One of. M for a. MP3. And MP3. Because I've got the audio option chosen a minute ago. Download button. And you can hit the download button there. So I'm going to hit escape. Accessible YouTube. And I'm going to hit tab again. Play a YouTube link. Control plus Y button. And this play a YouTube link will literally just bring up a box where you can put the URL in that you've just got from YouTube. But let's not go to YouTube. Let's um, do a search for our files. But before we do that, let's just do Alt S for the settings, which is what the hockey was. Settings dialog. Programs display language colon combo box. English. Two of five. So there are five different languages. If I arrow down, Francais, French, three of Turks, four Turkish, of five, Italiano, Italian. five of, and if I hit right up to the top, one of five, Ooh. one of five. I don't know what that one is, but let's stick with English. English. And if I tab, download folder path colon read only edit. So you can choose where you want the downloads to go. I'll tab again. Change path button. You can browse to where you want them to go, and it'll obviously remember that if I tab again. General preferences automatically detect YouTube links when launching the program checkbox checked. So I've got this ticked, and this is what I was saying about if it detects a link on the clipboard because you've just pasted one in from a YouTube uh, page when you went to a website. If I tab again. General preferences automatically check for new update when starting the program checkbox checked. You want to do that? General preferences automatically load more results when reaching the end of the video's list. Checkbox checked. Reaching. <laughs> um, it downloads a certain number. I think it's 20. And we get to the end of the list. Um, for example, if you were listening down through a playlist, if you're arrowing down through a list of search results, then it will grab the next lot as well. Tab again. Download settings. Direct downloading format. Colon combo box. MP3 audio, three of three. So this is really useful. You can just do that hotkey. I think it was control D when you're on a uh, video that you like the sound of and it will download it directly. It won't ask you about the file format or anything like that because you've chosen them a moment ago. Download settings, MP3 conversion quality, colon combo box, 128 kbps, two of three. And here as well, you've chosen what you want it to be when you download it. If I tab again... Player options continue where you left the video when open it again. Checkbox checked. This is huge. And we'll look at playing videos in a list in a moment. But to be able to go exactly to the point in the video where you last left off, even if you've closed the app, is so cool. Player options automatically replay tracks while its end is reached. Checkbox not checked. So this is about looping when the end is reached, and I haven't checked that. Player options automatically play the next track when the current video ends. Checkbox not checked. You can go straight to the next one in a playlist if you want to. I haven't actually got that checked. OK button. Alt plus O. I'll hit space on that. Press the Alt key to go. Th- OK, now let's tab. Search in YouTube. Control plus F button. So I could have done Control F, but I'll hit space on this. What should we search, search for? Dialogue. Search on YouTube edit. I'm going to search for GCN space um, 
HIIT, H-I-I-T, for high intensity interval training, because there are an awful lot of GCN videos, but I want ones that are high intensity. They do other things um, around setting up your bike, good cycling tips, um, documentaries, etc. But I'm interested in a HIIT cycling workout. So I'll hit enter. Dialogue, searching, searching, accessible YouTube downloader pro, search results, colon list box. Hit indoor cycling workout vertical bar 30 minute intervals colon fitness training duration colon 30 minutes and 0 seconds from global cycling network 3995984 views one of 20 this is so cool the information that you get i think you heard there we've got the first 20 results it gave you the name of the video it gave you the duration it gave you the number of views it gave you the channel this is so cool i'll arrow down 20 minute fat burning workout vertical bar high intensity interval training 30 minute hit cardio indoor cycling workout vertical bar so there are at least 20 of these that match those criteria and you can put in as many words as you like okay so let's press enter to play this one Hello and welcome to a GCN indoor cycling training session. Today, we've got a short but intense 20-minute fat-burning session. It packs a serious punch. So you've got loads of useful keystrokes here. I'll hit uh, space again. It's going to leave you feeling energized and, and pumped. Right arrow a few and times. And a little bit tight. Gently on the hard work that's about on us for today. So on the front row, you've got Luke. Pause it again to stop the action. And you can also do a control right and left arrow to go backwards and forwards through that list of videos. So let's do that. I'll just unpause it again. See, James. Go on to the next one. Welcome back to another GCN training session. So this is the next You've video. You've done a good session today. This is a pyramid session. Now, it is super another easy to follow, but I'm here to guide you. Just pause that with spacebar. That's Manon, one of my favorites. And so, yeah, loads of really good keystrokes. I could do control shift F at this point to add this video to my favorites but where we pause there that's where we will pick up next time and that's a really really useful uh, feature there so let's hit escape to close that video accessible youtube downloader pro search results call okay so we're still on that same video the full pyramid vertical oh no we're not on this the next one along aren't we the full pyramid now if i do shift f10 context menu p play p Play, that's the default one. If I arrow down, play as audio track. P. Play as audio track. Now that's even better to save your bandwidth, etc. Download submenu. D. So you could go download, and we'll go into the submenu in a second. But if I arrow down, direct download dot 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 control plus D. D. So direct download. The reason why it's got a dot 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 and ellipsis there is because it will bring up the downloading dialog and you can have as many videos as you want downloading at once. It'll, each will have a separate dialog and they'll say OK when they're finished. And they take only a few seconds, particularly when it's converting to audio. Uh, if I arrow down again, navigate to the channel N. that will take you to YouTube. Download channel D. That will download the whole channel. Copy video link. C. Copy that to the clipboard. Open in browser. O. Again, that will open that page in the browser. Play. P. And we're back up to the top. I'll just go to the download. Play as our download submenu. Which had a submenu. Arrow right. Video. 
V. So we could go video. Audio submenu. A. We could go audio if I arrow to the right. M for a. M, M for a. MP3. MP3. M for a. There's only M. two there. Audio sub video. V. And it doesn't say submenu. I'll try arrowing right. No, there's no arrow right on video. I think you just get the video in its default format, whatever it was uploaded as. So yeah, there you go. I'll hit escape. Downloads. It's that simple. No ads. You will never have to go to YouTube again or the app. And it's incredibly fast. It's 100% accessible, as you saw there. And it's revolutionized my consumption of YouTube. Not that I use YouTube for anything other than looking at these videos, but I know that people use YouTube all the time for a wide range of consumption of information, entertainment, etc. And I'm hoping that this will revolutionize people's enjoyment or utility when using YouTube. Okay, this is Robin signing off. Thanks a lot and speak again soon. Thank you, Robin, for that. That is very interesting. And uh, actually, so pleased to hear there's an easier way to use YouTube. I just hope it uh, doesn't get caught by anyone and they decide, oh, hey, but we can't have that. So there, that goes and then we never see that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a, that's a danger. That is a mm -hmm. risk, right? Because the removal of the ads, YouTube may not like that. We've had apps like this before and they've all disappeared. So... Well, I, I'm hoping that if this, if something like that happened, that we'd still have access to the uh, interface to access YouTube to play videos. But even this, with this the is apps. part of the problem with some of these third-party apps, though, isn't it? Because if you had the option to sign into your YouTube Premium account, that would please YouTube, but it would also please us because we can then still yeah. benefit from the feature, right? We don't want to lose the feature because of of that particular. Omission. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't mind YouTube, the website. I don't mind using YouTube for a browser. I think it's actually okay. Mm. It is a bit heavy in the navigation, but I just use the headings to jump through the various videos, you know, E to jump to the text field to do a search. And once you're watching a video, um, this is NVDA, but it does work in other uh, screen readers as well. If you turn the pass-through mode on, you can just use left and right arrow to skip forward or back, you know, spacebar to play and shift N to move to the next one. So I'm actually okay with it. But I think this is amazing to be able to download the YouTube, uh, for me, audio. Um, because yeah. there's quite a few things I would love to have as just an MP3. And this is so, I mean, it's just so easy. And I would, I love this. I have got this. I've downloaded it and installed it purely for that reason. I don't actually use it to search YouTube and watch my YouTube videos. But um, by the way, if you're watching it on YouTube.com in your browser, if you just alt left arrow to go back and then alt right arrow, you skip the ad straight away anyway. Oh, really? And that's perfectly legal. Thank you. Mm, okay, that's good to know. A little help there. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Robin also got in touch with a couple of other shortcuts to be aware of as well. Some uh, extra ones that he's found. Up and down arrows uh, will adjust volume while you're in the app as well. Um, home and end will take you uh, to the beginning and the end of playback. So that's another feature there as oh. well that can move. Uh, and also the number row. If you use uh, between one and zero, you can uh, move to different parts of the video. So think of it in percentage terms, 10%, 20%, 30% of That's the video. That's quite clever. 
you can move uh, back and forward that way. And S, D, and F change playback speed. Cool. So that's another option as well. So I have to say, this is a fantastic application. This is this is this is when I start to get excited using the computer, and I am a bit of an app on computer type person. I know that everyone loves their phones, mm-hmm. but I tend to, and I think it's just because I'm so used to. I feel like when you're getting stuff done and you're using a computer, you just want it all to be in that one device. Because I've got maybe a pair of headphones on. I just want everything inside that device. Uh, so yeah, this this is fantastic. I, I I mean, I'm not so bothered about downloading personally, uh, and you've got to be careful what you download as well. There obviously are, of course, legal issues with that. But you know, if you're downloading for personal use, well, I would say take it upon yourself on that one, uh, because you shouldn't really be downloading this content. I would imagine, especially if it's not your content. But you know, you have to make your own decision on that one. But ultimately, you know, I think just being able to navigate the site and search for videos and watch Access Tech Live when it's on. Hey. On Thursday, you know that's, that's you know these are these are useful tools, right? <laughs> useful tools. Or you want to catch up on the Apple event, or you want to, you know, watch the Google event from last year. You know, this is this would just make me use YouTube a little bit more. So, Robin, thank you so much for that. Really, really appreciate you getting in touch, and uh, he's already been uh, in touch with another demo that we're going to be playing in a few days' time. Wow. He's been busy. Uh, this one's for RSS readers. I, I feel like Robin is just totally on my wavelength at the moment, the kind of apps I'm looking for. I know you just think that RSS is some old-fashioned thing. I just, uh, yeah, okay. <sighs> I, I don't, all right, convince me. We will find out. Did you know that on Mastodon, if you no. follow people, <laughs> yes. did you know that you can, and I, and don't quote me exactly on this, but basically I think you add .rss to the end of, I, I guess, the username perhaps, and you can then follow them in an RSS reader. Wow, that sounds great. <laughs> why, why are you against why, RSS? What, do you, what have you got against what, RSS? Just, what, 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 is, what is the use case here? Because if you want to, like, there's a few people I follow yes. who pretty much only ever put out news content. They don't really yes. comment on very yes, much yes, at all. Yes, 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 And yes. so I just want that as part of my news feed. Yeah, to me, that's what that. it is. It's just a news feed. I don't, want, feed. I don't want, you know, oh, I, I, I burnt my toast this morning in my news feed. I don't care about How you burning dare your you. toast. That's why I left people like you. My toast <laughs> is important. What news feed? Don't cancel where, me, says Sean Priest. Where are you getting this news feed? Where are you getting these RSS from? Well, you can get them from anywhere. I mean, you can go searching well, for that's, them. You can, yeah, that, you can that's, get Chrome, that's what everyone says. You, you can get, get Chrome extensions that will tell you what the RSS feed is. You can get yeah, extra uh, feed work. crawlers. Oh, come on. Diff- it's not that. It shouldn't Look, be hey, that if, difficult. If I can do it, and I am the most laziest person on <laughs> earth, if I can find an RSS feed, All you right. can find an RSS feed. Okay. If you say so, we will find out. Okay. I will Who try is it finds this- the news for this show? Oh, yeah. Me. Right. Why is that? Because you don't ever touch your RSS feeds. I don't know my RSS feeds from my elbow. That's the yeah, trouble. You're not kidding. Yeah, well done. That was actually very good. I like that. <laughs> let's move on quickly. Yeah, let's move on because we're on a high. Uh, stick around because we're going to get into a lot more. Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, the uh, thorny topic of screen recording. Um, apparently it is a thorny topic. Uh, Michael oh. Babcock is uh, joining us to talk about that. And uh, also, I'll tell you about my plans today. Because remember yesterday I was telling you I'm going to school? Well, I'm all (gasps) prepped for school. Details next. 
This is Double Tap from AMI-audio. Email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us, 877-803-4567. And find us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And now on Mastodon at Double Tap. And don't worry if you've been sending in emails to us. We've been getting them and getting lots of your comments as well. We'll get to some of those in just a moment. But first, Michael Babcock is back. He sent us in this little audio treat. On a podcast, which sounds a lot like it's called Double Tap, I heard one of the hosts, Sean, mention the fact that he makes a recording of applications that might not be accessible. Now, there is a way to do this on Android I don't have an Android device handy to show this to you, but I want to show you on the iPhone how you can record your iPhone screen and get your voice in there so you can talk to developers directly and let them see what you're encountering on their iPhone. Two caveats. Number one, I am using an iPhone 12, which means I don't have a home button. So figure it out if you don't know how to navigate your phone Consider should you be sending feedback to app developers. And number two, I am on iOS 17. So you may hear things that don't sound exactly the same. The process and procedures, though, are exactly this. Now, the problem to be solved today is we want to let app developers hear what a voiceover user would hear if they were to use their iPhone. The gotcha with voiceover and app developers is some app developers don't know how to use voiceover, so they're not going to go try to use it, and having a recording might help them. Feel free to share this with anyone else you think might be interested. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to add the screen recording feature to the control center. I'll show you how to access the control center, and then we'll also show you how to do a recording because there is one step you've got to take if you want to include your voice. So we'll start by tapping settings and we'll go in there settings by default the screen recording functionality is not in your control center so in settings we want to locate control center button it's directly below the general option swipe down from the top right edge to open control center that's how you can open Control Center. I don't get that to consistently work. How I actually do it is touch the status bar and then flick up on my screen with three fingers. So this screen's gonna show you a list of the controls that are in your Control Center at the top, but if we use three fingers and flick up, rows eight to 26 of 28, you can hear that we've went to the next group of elements we can add. Insert screen recording. So I located screen recording and there's a button next to it that says insert screen recording. If we double tap this, insert quick note, it then changes to insert quick note, which I don't want to insert right now. I can use three fingers to flick down and voiceover didn't give me any feedback when I flick down. Uh, but what we're going to do is touch towards the middle, towards the bottom middle of the screen, remove ping my watch. And that's a feature, I think, that's only for iOS 17, ping my watch. But if we flick to the right now, reorder, remove, ping my, remove screen recording. There's remove screen recording. Well, what you want to do is find the screen recording, and that tells you that it's there. Now, if I flick to the right, reorder, remove screen recording, button, draggable. Double tap and hold, wait for the sound, then drag to rearrange. And I want to do just that, because I want this to be towards the top of my opportunity. So I'm going to double tap. Hold and then slide my finger up and listen to the feedback that voiceover gives me. Move, 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 move above flashlight. 
and then I'll lift my finger up. Included controls, heading. Note that when I double tap and held, I did feel a gentle vibration or haptic, and that's when I knew I could just slide my finger up the screen vertically. So now let's go to the home screen. Settings. And if I touch in the top right corner, slide my finger down. ITK, three of three Wi-Fi bars, status RI, control center, airplane mode, switch button, off. Double tap and hold to show more controls. Double tap to toggle setting. That seems like it actually worked. If you can't get that to work though, three finger flick up from the status bar once you put focus there. Now, about halfway up the screen on the left side. Screen recording button. I found screen recording button. And you may not have that there. So find the controls about halfway on the screen and flick through them until you find screen recording. And then you can go reorganize that in your control center in settings if you're interested. Now, here's the important part. I'm going to flick down. Don't double tap, but flick down. Open controls. And there's an option to open controls. If I double tap now. Selected photos button. It brings me to probably not one of my favorite iOS UI interfaces. But if I touch at the bottom of the screen, about mid, about the middle of the screen. Microphone off button. I find microphone off button. If I double tap that. Microphone on. And then I flick to the left. Start recording button. When I double tap. Three. Stop record. Two. One. VoiceOver gave you a countdown that it interrupted itself with, and now it is recording. So I'm going to go and use my home swipe button. Full action. Selected. Screen recording button. I had to do it twice because the first time actually brought me back to Control Center, and now I can hear. Doc. Safari. Messages. 163 unread messages. I should read those one of these days. Anyways, now I'm going to go ahead and stop screen recording by touching the left side of the status bar, and you'll hear. Screen recording in progress, 12.09 p.m. button. So that's how you know that screen recording is in progress. If I double tap, Swap. alert, screen recording. This brings me to an alert that I can flick through. Stop screen recording. Cancel, but stop button. And I'll double tap on stop. 12.09 p.m. status bar item. Now it's only the time in the top left corner. And if I find photos, I can double tap on that. I typically then locate the albums tab three of four and I'll double tap on that and then find recents 1,340 photos a black background with recents see all but recents 1,340 photos a black background with nothing on it. So I'll double tap on that video time 12.09 p.m. I can double nice tap guy. on that Vit recents back button and then you're in a standard video watch screen video play video button. You can locate the play video button. Play video. Video. A screenshot of a computer app. And now it is recording, so I'm going to go and use my home swipe button. Full action. Selected. Screen recording. Button. I'm going to two finger double tap. And then. And then you can locate the toolbar at the bottom of the screen. You may need to double tap if all it says is video. The share button is located in the bottom left-hand corner. You can then copy that to your clipboard, paste it into an email, or share it as a email directly with the developer. 
Hopefully you got a little value out of today's audio. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out on Mastodon, Payom, P-A-Y-O-W-N, at unmute.community. Got a little value out of today's audio. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out on Mastodon, Payom, P-A-Y-O-W-N, at unmute.community. Wow. Thank you for that, Michael. Honestly, he's a star, isn't he? I so professional. And you know what? I didn't know about double tapping in that um, screen recording status bar to stop it. I always went back to the control center, found the screen recording thing and double tapped on stop recording. Yeah. That is such a shortcut. That's fantastic. I love when you find things like that. It's just it's so great. And uh, if you want to send in a demo, please do. You can email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. Share it with everyone else. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Attach it to the email. You can also drop us a voicemail. All you have to do is just tell us what you're using. Maybe there's an app you've got or a new product you've bought somewhere uh, that you might want to talk about. Uh, then you can do that as well. Get in touch and call us one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Now, uh, shall we get to some of the feedback that we've yes. been getting? Yes, yes, please. Yes, I agree. I think we need to hear from you. And uh, Peter has been back in touch about Soundscape. Hi, Stephen, Sean, and all double tappers. It's Peter in Robin Hood County. Hoping all is well. Enjoyed the Soundscape interview very much and the fact that Soundscape is back. I had a little problem trying to find it in the App Store, but Elaine found it under Soundscape Navigation. So I have it up and running. All my markers and shortcuts are back. Asking Siri to get your shortcuts, however, that could prove challenging. Anyway... Perhaps the Scottish Tech Army can now have a little holiday at the Apple Park and get them to get Siri working properly. <laughs> you never know your look. Anyway, thanks again. And I also enjoyed the interview about the driverless buses. Well, in England, we've got driverless trains because they're all on strike. But then again, <laughs> just about everybody is in England, aren't they, at the moment? Perhaps the Scottish Tech Army could come down and get them sorted out as well. Anyway, thanks again for all the shows. Take care, guys, from Pete in Robin Hood County. Yeah, thanks for that, Peter. Um, yeah, the Scots can just come and sort everything out. We'll, we'll just fix everything. That's what you usually do. Yeah. Um, that's so good. Um, yes, we've got now three. It's, it's like buses, right? You, you, you wait around and then three turn up. We've got Soundscape, Soundscape Communities and Voice Vista. Um, it's funny now because when I start, I ask Siri open soundscape which app do you want to open <laughs> soundscape soundscape or soundscape because i still got my microsoft one on there you still got the original one on there yeah wow. but uh yeah it's great to have the option they did a fantastic job so um yeah and you, you can if you go to roots in your original microsoft soundscape if you go to roots and markers and then uh i think there's a save a route and you add all your beacons and markers in there you know you select them all mm. you can export that route and then you can load that route back into, say, Soundscape Community, Voice Vista, or others. So that's how you transport or copy across your markers and beacons. That's what I've been told. I haven't tried it yet, but I will try it and I will record it. Sounds good. Jake's also been in touch about this. Hello, this is Jake from Illinois, writing in concerning your recent episode all about the new and improved Soundscape. I was honestly a bit saddened when I read the news on AppleViz that Microsoft was going to drop this app. 
I was not as sad as some in the blindness community, though, only because I don't travel independently that much. However, when I read that this app was being resurrected, I just had to investigate. So investigate I did, and I was able to download Soundscape's community from the App Store. First of all, it turns out that this is exactly what I got when I re-downloaded the app earlier this summer. I think the only difference was that I couldn't share anything since the capability had been shut down. But anyway, I'm very impressed with the relaunch of this app. Earlier today, I took a walk to the corner near a subway location and then came back here to my apartment. I enabled the call-outs and the app did a very nice job of giving me information. The only problem I had, and this will probably be remedied in a future update, was that one of the places has a name from several years ago. Since I've lived in the area for several years, I'm not confused by this, but it would be nice if there was a fix for it. It used to be a vacuum shop, and since then, that storefront has seen some other businesses come and go. But a fitness studio opened up there about two years ago, and I happen to be one of their clients. I always enjoy a good workout, and they have not disappointed me. But anyway, I bumped into one of the trainers and mentioned this app to her, and she was impressed. I'm also happy to hear that the app will now be more sustainable. Thanks again, and keep up the nice work. Best regards, Jake. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, and, and you know, you picked up on something, I picked up on something there, which you said about the, the fact that you don't go out very often independently. And I think sometimes we conflate our, you know, we look at the numbers, for example, of how many people have downloaded the app, and we think that that somehow is a reflection of the app itself, when in fact, there are a lot of people who are blind who could benefit from this app, but don't go out on their own. And that would be a reason enough not to download it. And I was thinking about my own experience this weekend. I was out in Edinburgh City on uh, Sunday and on Saturday as well. And my wife and I were going around. And, you know, I tried so many different navigation apps for transport, for transit. I tried Move It, which has been recommended to me a few times. Tried Google Maps to figure out what bus to get. And certainly it told me routes and it told me certain things, although there's... And you know, I'm not going to get into the whole complaint about the beta on iOS thing because that's redundant and it will be even more redundant in a couple of days. Um, but there are some noticeable differences coming up with iOS, which I, I'm intrigued to see if that continues uh, because that could cause some issues. I don't know. We'll see. But one thing for sure is that I was finding real difficulty in getting access to that live information. There's lots of information available if you plan and plan and plan. And I know as blind people, we have to plan and plan and plan. Every time you go out, you've got to be you know, almost overly sure. I mean, you tell someone, oh, the train's at 8.32, and someone says, oh, I don't think it is. And you go, no, it is at 8.32. I promise you, I've looked at every app possible. It is at 8.32. But, you know, there was me. I got to Edinburgh. I was meeting my wife at this particular place. And she said to me, um, you know, entirely up to you. You might want to get a taxi from the train station. And I thought, well, look, Edinburgh is a city. It's got lots of great public transport, very good public transport, actually. So I should probably use it. So I look up online. I get all access to this information. I've got where I should go to get the bus. I know the bus number. I know where to get off the bus. Obviously, I'm going to ask. And there's spoken announcements on the buses telling you where you're going as well. So that's good. And I know which stop I'm getting off at and all that stuff. I get to Edinburgh and I'm thinking, okay, and I'm walking along and there's on the street, the main street through Edinburgh is called Princess Street and it's, it's they call it the Royal Mile. It's, it's literally a mile long and you can walk along and there's just bus stops, endless bus stops. Hmm. And they all obviously require or have different buses stop at them. So it's not going to be the case of just any bus stop will do. 
and um, I'm walking along and I just thought to myself, you know, I was using, I was trying to use Move It to, to navigate me to the bus stop. That wasn't working very well. Google Maps wasn't even telling me very much at all. And I thought, okay, I need human intervention here. Now, there's no point asking anybody because I'm in the middle of Edinburgh, in the middle of the Edinburgh Festival with about 8 million tourists standing around me all confused as well. Yes. There's no point asking a soul. <laughs> no one's going to give me an answer. Let's get Ira on the phone. And so Ira, I got this fantastic agent called Sarah. She was amazing. And she told me, first of that, you know, I wasn't even in the right area to get that bus. I had to go somewhere else in time. in Wells. That's right. It was in the wrong city. <laughs> and, you know, she was able to navigate me there. And the confidence of traveling with her by my side honestly made it worth every single penny. And I know there's a lot of concern around the price of Ira. But I, I don't know. I could. I would have been lost without that service over the weekend, and um, I, I, I. It's just sometimes that's how that service gets me. If I'm honest, oh, absolutely, yeah. There's nothing, nothing like that out there. I mean, look, and that's great. that's the problem, isn't it? Because the, it's the disconnect between you know. There's the information that we need, and the technology is capable of giving us the information, but it just is. It's just not accessible enough in the way it delivers it, and to give you the confidence to use yes. it in a live yeah. environment. So having the human there who can say, hang on, that's not right. Let me check this. Okay. You know, it's as if you've got someone at home, you know, who's got Google in front of them, who's just uh, giving yeah, you the answers. It's not just the information, though. Let's be fair. I think the big thing for Ira, especially for me, is, okay, the bus stop is just to your left. You're just coming up to it now. And things like that. It's not so much the information, although that is incredibly handy. But as you said, you can look up that information. Yeah. But it is the more of the I don't know that that guiding pair of eyes. It but makes the, a there's huge a certainty difference. to it. How many times have you? I mean, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but you know, you'll know in city centres, you'll often have bus stops that are maybe two or three bus stops in one. So you, you could be standing somewhere and you may be totally off where you should be and the bus just goes right past you because it's further up that it stops. And you, you think you're in the right area because Google Maps has told you that's where you should stand. Yes, but you're not. But you're not there, I, you know. I don't understand public transport. There, I'm going to, I've said it. I'm putting my hands up. I don't understand it. Like I don't understand or know how many days are in any month. I don't know. I still don't know that. I don't 20 understand. Twenty days has September, April. Yeah, no, no, no. I can't remember it. I'm fifty, and I still don't know it. <laughs> I don't understand public transport. I will look in Google Maps or Move It or whatever other. I've got a travel folder on my phone with all of this stuff in. <laughs> Fantastic, and it's the pink line, the yellow line, the orange. I have no idea what any of that means. I, it, 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 I just get so confused, actually, and, and that's planning. Trying to use it spontaneously and live, yeah, forget it. I'm just jumping in a taxi. I'm sorry. Well, that's the problem. Sometimes it's just easier to do it that way, isn't it? And and I've done it that many is. a time. I mean, London, especially if I go to London, England, I always feel that way. I get that it has got a fantastic transport network. The tube network is second to none possibly in the world. It is brilliant for getting you from place to place in London. I mean, okay, it has its flaws and its problems. But don't but you need to study it beforehand? I mean, I, I, don't, I feel you do need to take an exam. Yeah, you yeah, do need to take no an idea. exam before you can even go near the city. And I'm just not up on it. People talk about it in the city. They'll know it because they do it every day. But, you know, I'm just not there. And I, again, it's not... It's, I remember watching a video that one night about a woman, I think I told you about this, a woman who was talking about a piece of tech and she said... 
you know, the problem when you're blind is if someone moves a cup three inches away from where you had it before, you may as well have put it on the moon. Yeah. Well, you know, good luck trying to find a train line or trying to find a bus stop (laughs) or trying to find where the tram stops or, you know, whatever it is, that public transport, that's the problem. Trains are about the only one I can handle almost on a consistent basis because train stations are pretty fixed and often kind of hard to miss. Right, you can you can get dropped off at a train station and then you walk through the door and somewhere somehow you'll find your way onto the platform edge. Ideally, not the train line. Uh, that would be awkward. But um, yes, you need those tactile curbing edging. Absolutely. But yeah, but you know the OpenScape thing. You know, yes, it is. I think there's the, the benefit there is that what you're talking about with you know you struggle to find things. The one of the benefits of the the Soundscape app for me was the markers. Because you could have a marker set somewhere. You, you, if you somewhere you go regularly, you could just plonk a marker right there. I don't know. You tell me. Cause I don't know this. I, I did. I used the marker sparingly at the at the time because, of course, it was two years I wasn't really out the front door. Mm-hmm. Not, none of us were really out the front door. So there were two years I was never really using this feature. But I would be intrigued to know: Can you preset markers? Could you say, for example, okay, so I'm going to this place. I want to get to that location put the marker there is that possible or is that essentially just what the, the beacons are for when you get there? you know i i have never tried that but you can search for locations and addresses so i don't see why you couldn't you know um set this as a marker i mean you... i totally get it you come off the train you say i'm going to somewhere so you put it into the phone and you and it'll direct you to it i get that but what I mean is, can you preset it before you set off on your journey? Because that's the bit for me. Yes, well, you can pre-search for any a, a location mm. in, in Soundscape. So you can pre-search when you're sat at home. Say, I'm looking for, you know, whatever shop. And uh, you come up with a list. And I'm pretty sure you'd be able to set this as a beacon uh, before, you know, not actually being there. I'm not 100% sure, but that seems like a, you know, that should be something available, yes. Preset a marker. Okay, uh, let's get some other feedback. Um, Greg got in touch to talk about his experience of, uh, well, not being disabled himself, but being with someone else and being out with someone else who was disabled. Have a listen to this. After listening to some of the stories of how we are often treated by others as we go through life, I want to tell you all about a recent experience I had in the company of a quadriplegic friend. We usually socialise at his house as he cannot get into mine because of steps, nor can he get into our car. Anyway, we were out with our wives when they decided to go shoe shopping. So my friend and I decided to get a bite to eat at a nearby restaurant instead of being bored to tears as they shopped. I grabbed the handles of his electric wheelchair and he guided me to the restaurant, then to our table and then kindly read the menu to me. When the waitress came for our order, I told her what I wanted and then, predictably, I guess, she asked me what my friend wanted. I told her I wasn't a mind reader, so she should ask him. And furthermore, as a blind person, I could not see his face to gauge how much she embarrassed him. So would you please apologise and ask him if he's okay? And of course she said, I'm sorry, you don't look blind. Then I felt bad for being so curt as I was hangry and worried about how many shoes my wife was about to buy. The waitress was barely over 16, and when our wives joined us later with no packages in hand, I felt great. I guess I should have mentioned that I, of course, could eat anything on the menu without too much to worry about how I would eat it. Not so my friend. Nor do I need to carry specialised eating utensils around with me, or a special drinking vessel, nor do I need assistance and a power lift to get into bed. In the blindness community, we hear about blind pride, 
that being blind is just an inconvenience and not a disability and how insensitive people are towards us and how inaccessible this or that is or AD doesn't work in this or that case. Which is it? Are we disabled folks who need help and accommodations or not? I'm not perfect at it, but my philosophy of life is try to live in gratitude and to make the best of life for myself and those I care about as I can. Greg in Pennsylvania. Greg always brings a much needed perspective to things, I think. Um, and he does. You know, that, that is a great example of, unfortunately, something I've heard a lot in my life. And this is not a negative or a slight on that email at all, but it is a truth in our world, which is often there are people worse off than ourselves. How many times have you been told that? Uh, um, I don't like that. And I have had that <laughs> so many times in my life. People say, well, you know, it, it could be worse. You could be deaf or you might be in a wheelchair. or you might." I always think it could be worse. It's such a terrible thing to put in front of that, right? It could be worse. Yes. Just anybody who's in any situation where disability is a part of it must just be having the worst time ever. And... It is difficult. It must be really difficult to try and explain this to people. This is why I think partly I've given up. Because <laughs> it's just so difficult to to talk about this stuff. And it because what you're what you're saying and, and I, I can sort of relate to a lot of the difficulties charities have with this sometimes, especially here in the UK. And oftentimes you hear charities, especially around blindness, internally they'll talk about the you know, how wonderful it is to be blind and how, you know, wonderful your life can be and you can do anything and absolutely anything's possible and, you know, support is available and that's all great. And then outside, externally, you know, all oh, these poor broken people must be fixed and, you know, give us your money and we'll we'll make that the case. And I just think it must be really difficult because the public cannot fully understand this issue when that's what they're being fed. And also... You know, when they do meet people like ourselves and we say, actually, yeah, you know, my life's not that bad. I've had it so many times. I've had people say to me, oh, but, but yeah, but I mean, you say that, but you know, it must be terrible. I think uh, you're so brave. Yeah, well, I don't get the brave. I don't get that so much, but I do I do get a lot of the, you know, it must be terrible. I'm in Scotland. Everything's a negative here. So, you know, there's <laughs> nothing unusual <laughs> in that regard. But, you know, I just, I, I just think, and, and often that kind of... Um, and like I say, I'm not getting to you on this, Greg, because I know that's not what you're saying. But I, but I have heard a lot of the, you know, it could be worse. There are always people worse or have a different situation to deal with. And I think that's ultimately what it is for me is different situations. I'm not saying it's easier. Of course, it's not. And there are people who deal with things that, you know, I think when they hear people talk about the idea of pride in disability, that's where I think the challenge starts for a lot of people because they think, well, how can I be proud of living with a stoma? Or proud of living with because what's what this is a challenge for me. This is a difficulty for me. This is not something that is society's fault. Right? So, you know, it's very hard to to place that that argument for a lot of people who are who are disabled. And I, I don't I think some people think that blind people are maybe the easier end of the wedge of disability. I'm here to tell you, I don't think it is. It's taken me a hell of a long time to get to the, the confidence level to even talk like this about it, to talk so freely about it. It's taken me years. True. I still yep. hold myself back sometimes, and I don't know why, but I do. And partly it's because I know I'm talking on a show and I'm talking to people who are listening who may be hearing about this for the first time and may never really understand this stuff. And I'm always trying to be as balanced and as fair as possible. What? But I know I do try. 
<laughs> as unusual as that sounds. But it is challenging, right? It is, it is a challenge. Well, everyone's different how they handle their own situation. And, you know, I don't want to say the way I handle or perceive things or feel about certain things in my life are how other people would feel, right? We can only say our experiences and see see if that hits with people and see what people think about that. Uh, look, we're out of time. I, I can't believe it. We're well over our time. But listen, thank you so much to you, Greg. You always make me think and you always get me off on a tangent. So thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> not that it's hard. Uh, but listen, we're back tomorrow. We've got all the news on the Apple event. That is coming up, of course, tomorrow on the show. You can uh, tune in for me, Sean Priest, and Michael Babcock joining us to review all of the announcements that are made today. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date with all the latest news as well and our opinion from our point of view. Get your comments and feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Catch you tomorrow, guys. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.